This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Matt, we've seen a lot of harvest pressure this week in the markets. Yesterday, a little bit of a bounce back. What are we seeing today in the grains? Yeah, I mean, today uh, it looks to me like it's going to be kind of a quiet start. So, you know, overnight we had some uh, some buying that came in. We actually had uh, November beans up uh, six or seven cents there for a while, you know, whereas corn was trading up a couple, um, you know, but as you and I talk, basically beans aren't doing much of anything, whereas uh, corn's down a couple. Uh, yesterday we had a really strong wheat market, you know, and uh, today we backed off just a little bit, but you know, uh, we were looking at very strong gains for a while. And so uh, a lot of that had to do, of course, with a ship, uh, you know, uh, being affected by a uh, mine in the Black Sea region. Uh, it didn't, you know, take any lives, fortunately. And I don't think the damage was too bad, but it certainly caught some uh, people's attention. And I believe that that uh, had a lot to do with the markets being as strong as what they were. And Matt, what is the latest with the uh, situation there as far as what's moving grain wise and how it's moving? Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're moving some grain in that part of the world. It's a, kind of a labored situation. Uh, obviously, the Russians are a little bit, uh, it sounds like, you know, not super thrilled about uh, uh, going in all in. There's no agreement, so to speak, to uh, expedite anything. Uh, but at the same time, I think the market's kind of tired of the news, if you will. And it seems like uh, they haven't really traded you know, these situations maybe as strongly as what we saw yesterday. So, uh, you know, I guess it was an interesting reaction considering once again, uh, for quite some time, it seems like the trade has just kind of taken a blase attitude towards those sorts of situations. So, you know, I think maybe um, the trade definitely took uh, some excitement, you know, as far as the corn was concerned, double digit gains. But at the same time, you had really strong exports yesterday you know, um, biggest exports we've seen for quite some time. And so uh, that definitely didn't uh, hurt anything as far as uh, the rally efforts were concerned. And Matt, where were those exports yesterday headed? Do we know? Yeah, I mean, mostly Mexico. And so uh, we know that, uh, of course, Mexico was, uh, uh, we have infrastructure to rail those beans, uh, rail that corn in. You know, and so there's been times, of course, the last several months, we haven't been super competitive as far as corn has been concerned. But, you know, whenever we already have the infrastructure in place for them, you know, it certainly makes more sense for them to buy it off of us. So it's been a, a a really good market for us, fortunately, at a time. And we're really not selling a whole lot of corn to other folks. So, um, you know, that's been the destination for now. And I assume that they'll continue to buy U.S. corn. But whether we'll be able to hit anywhere close to what, you know, USDA is saying is probably going to have to uh, necessitate us getting, you know, uh, into, for instance, maybe some Chinese sales, uh, which I think is still possible. It's just a matter of uh, whether they want to come to the U.S. to uh, to buy some of that corn or not. I, I do think they'll continue to buy corn it's just uh, are they going to continue their focus in south america or are they going to switch over to us and i've got to think they'll buy some off the u.s sooner or later let's switch over to the other side of the ag marketplace matt what are you seeing taking place in the livestock complex you know the livestock complex kind of taken on the chin here over the last several days you know you look at for instance uh like april cattle you know and you know, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, we just kept banging on the door of $200, couldn't quite break through. Now you're looking at April cattle down here at $193. Uh, looks like the call is for steady to lower once again uh, on this cattle situation. Uh, feeders 
looks like we're kind of going to call those uh, steady, maybe a little bit, uh, um, you know, a little bit better on some months, steady to a little lower. So mostly mixed, but overall, you know, you got to understand real speakers are concerned in the situations that the feeders are more expensive out there on the real world market than what they are on the board. And so you know, there's still a lot of demand as far as cattle are concerned, whether you're talking poor fat. Um, you know, it's a complicated deal. Now, um, I don't think that uh, with equities as uh, labored as what they are right now, that the, uh, uh, the cattle market's going to be able to rally a whole lot. Uh, but the fundamentals are still there to keep this uh, thing uh, from completely falling out of bed at the same time. And then we saw some gains in the hog market yesterday, Matt. But what's the story with the hog market? Yeah, I mean, hogs, you know, you look at sales, export sales uh, being strong. I mean, there's no doubt hogs are very much dependent upon, you know, any sort of export market uh, and how those uh, pan out. Whenever we look at hogs, though, you know, the call right now sure looks to me like we're we're talking lower. I mean, mostly uh, steady to lower. And so, you know, I'm not saying we're going to completely fall out of bed, but... uh, you know, hogs had a really strong day yesterday. I expect maybe to give just a little bit of that up here today. Matt Bennett of agmarket.net, our guest here today. And finally, Matt, we know that you are a farmer as well. You've been busy out in the fields. How's harvest going for you? We've made extremely good progress. Um, you know, I think uh, we had an inch, inch and a quarter of rain over the last uh, 36 hours, but I think we'll probably be back in the field, um, you know, maybe this afternoon because it was so dry. So, you know, um, it'd be very interesting to kind of see how this all pans out. But I think we're going to be done with harvest. You know, by the time you and I talk a week from today, I would assume that we're going to be finished. So uh, we've really we've really had a, a great run over the last three to four weeks. That's great to hear, Matt. What is the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Yeah, just agmarket.net is the best place to go to be able to get a hold of any of the information you need, uh, you know, uh, concerning uh, what the business that we do, our contact info, and uh, all the technology we provide. Lots of great tools from Matt Bennett and the rest of the team at agmarket.net. Matt, thank you as always for the time. Have a great day and best of luck as your harvest continues. Yeah, absolutely, bud. You have a great weekend. That was Matt Bennett with agmarket.net. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down two even at 4.95 and a half. November soybeans down a quarter of a cent at 12.80 and a quarter. October soybean meal down two dollars and ten cents at 3.71.50. October soybean oil down 33 cents at 57.53. Chicago wheat down four and three quarters at 6.01 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat down three and a half at 7.28 even. Kansas City hard red wheat down five and three quarters at 684 and three quarters. March oats up five even at 452 even. On the Merck, December live cattle down 45 cents at 184.92. November feeder cattle down $1.60 at 248.70. December lean hogs down 77 cents at 71.50. December pork cutout up $3.02 at 82.82. And class three milk up nine cents at 16.85. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.